Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, Atlanta, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services, where we outsource IT solutions, infrastructure, and end-user support, as well as cloud computing. I'm Do- I'm your host today, Dom Rainey, and our my co-host, Nicole, is out doing her marketing thing again, getting ready for one of our IT uh, Lunch and Learn seminars there at the Atlanta Club here in a couple of weeks. So have a great day, Nicole. Stay dry. Uh, for today's show, we've got a full house. We've got four business leaders with us this morning, and uh, with us we've got uh, Apex Veteran Staffing. Uh, we've got their president, uh, Brian Brian Herbert, Brian, and also um, we've got uh, with us uh, today, we've got Ash Sedit, and uh, Ash Brown is with us. Mm-hmm. She's the CEO. And then we've got uh, Summit Systems, and we'll be speaking with their owner and president, Tim Gorsick as well as uh, our last but not least guest, Richard Rice. He is uh, with uh, Mutual Engineering. Thank you for having me. Hey, you bet. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thanks for uh, you know fighting the rain. Um, we all know how tough uh, traffic is in Atlanta. It's even worse with the, with the rain, and I'm, uh, I was a victim of that a little bit this morning. But uh, welcome, everyone. We appreciate you taking the time out of your business day to be with us this morning. Uh, okay, so let's get the show started. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Uh, Apex Veteran Staffing and what you guys do there. Well, Apex Veteran Staffing was actually started in uh, October 6, 2010. And it is designed to assist uh, primarily military veterans with employment opportunities. Uh, as a veteran myself, I've, I've came to understand the plight of a veteran. And as we transition to the civilian world, I've decided that starting a, a a place where they can all come with someone that understands the the veteran process. So we, we staff primarily military veterans for employment throughout the country, not just Atlanta, but throughout the country. Excellent, excellent. Great cause, and uh, I'm sure you're a busy man. Uh, uh, you know, we, we today more than ever, I think the, the service is needed, don't you? Yes, yes, I fully agree with that. So um, where was... Uh, Apex uh, Staffing Incorporated, and uh, how did you guys get it started? Well, Apex was started. Uh, it was started here in Atlanta. Okay. It, it, it was we were co- incorporated here in Atlanta, and uh, again dealing with the veterans, we we realized that as they make their transition, as they made that transition, rather, uh, they came to. Uh, you know, it's very interesting when you deal with veterans as they make that transition. Uh, and them trying to understand exactly uh, uh, getting back into the civilian community that they left. And it's a lot different when they get back into the, uh, the, the community once they transition back into the military. Mm-hmm. Is, is, what is the most difficult aspect of that? What, what do you find? Uh, is it just making the transition from military to private sector? Or is it uh, actually the, the, the direction of uh, the kind of work that they want to do as well? well? Well, that's an interesting question. It is. It actually goes with, as they transition, a lot of them seem to not understand that the, the community is here for them, first of all. We, we're here to assist them. A lot of them, they transition and not fully 
uh, they're so used to being told what to do, how things, you know, on a structured basis, that once they become a civilian, it makes it kind of difficult for them to to be on their own, so to speak, because they're being told what time to get up in the morning, where to go, where to be, what the uniform is. Now they are now civilians. Now they have to think on their own. Yeah. And and even with the resumes that we will see on a daily basis, they have resumes that they use a lot of acronyms. And civilians really don't understand acronyms like that. So we have we also assist them with making their resume civilian friendly. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So it's a it's a time management. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, just a direction on a day-to-day basis, It, right? it, it, it is. It, it's, it's, it certainly is. And in fact, you know, I, I tried to live by the code. Being in the military, they always say, if you're on time, then you're late. <laughs> so, so, so we, and, and not only that, but we try to make these veterans uh, self-sufficient. We, we want them to come out and know that not only that we are here as a community for them, but you know all of the support and there are a lot of uh, agencies out there that are supporting veterans and and you know we're very appreciative of that okay what what branch of the service uh, did you serve in uh, Brian uh, I was in the army okay I, I did 10 what, years. what what did you do there in the army initially i joined the army as a uh, and to throw an acronym out here as a 12 bravo combat engineer so I, 12 bravo yes and, and that's like what that. it's called but it's a combat engineer i dealt with a lot of uh, Explosive C4 TNT, Bangalore torpedo, dynamite, uh, uh, minefields. You know, my, my duty station. Of, you know, depending on the duty station that that you are at, uh, was with uh, at Fort Campbell with 101st Airborne. At what point I started jumping out of helicopters, a lot of air assault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're talking with Brian Herbert. Uh, he's with the uh, CEO, president of uh, Apex Veteran Staffing here in uh, here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. Um, so, how did Apex Staffing, uh, uh, you know, actually uh, decide to to do this in Atlanta? Well, we moved here, uh, and and again because I understand the plight of a veteran, I was actually one of these people out here seeking employment and 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 going through the whole uh dynamics of trying to find a a, a decent respectable employment and it, it was very difficult in doing so is atlanta home it's, for you bro yes it is now oh, yes okay. it is I've, so, I've actually been in atlanta for about 12 years now okay yes 12 years so you got the roots um, yeah i've I got i've gotten the roots i've okay. gotten the roots right. so um why um a staffing why why you know do you guys face, face a lot of competition in your business like a lot of staffing companies do or are you kind of unique in your what you do well we are kind of unique in what i do and i see unique in that we we staff primarily military veterans uh i know there's a lot of agencies out there that staff anyone that just walks in the door but we are specializing in dealing primarily with military veterans um you know i've I went to uh, a Desert Storm. I've been uh-huh. to Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I left Desert Storm, I became an Army recruiter in Jacksonville, Florida. And after be- uh, recruiting, one of my very first civilian jobs was actually uh, uh, working for a temporary staffing agency in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Logical uh, yes, segue. Yes, there. yes, yes. So as the years progressed, I've oh. decided that I'm going to start my own staffing agency that staffs primarily military veterans. And that was the twist okay. that I actually put in. Well, what, what do you think is the greatest challenge that you faced in uh, starting your own business? 
education. And, and, and when I say education, there's a lot of things that we need to, uh, that we should know there uh, as far as getting certifications, as far as understanding how you would go about getting government contracts, uh, as far as getting state contracts. And it, 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 it is out there for us, but we just have to know how to go about getting it. And that in, in doing that in itself, actually uh, have myself and um, another gentleman actually from um, the First Advantage Consulting, uh, Mr. M uh, Martin Youngs, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that is not here with us today because of the rain. Uh -huh. uh, but we started uh, a program th that is called uh, Veterans to Civilians to Entrepreneurship. So what we are doing is actually educating and teaching uh, individuals, primarily military veterans again, uh, on how to start the business, how you need to go about getting government contracts, state contracts, uh, understanding uh, what a NICS code is, understanding what is a, uh, your NIGP codes, registering in the SAM service, understanding what is a cage code. So a lot of those things you have to know when you talk about getting government contracts. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, red tape, we call it. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Do you yes. deal more? Do you, have, do you find yourself having to be constantly up on that stuff and uh, yes. filling out a lot of forms oh, and do yes. more than the average person? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, dealing with the government is always uh, yeah. interesting. A lot of... Uh, interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So um, what would you say is the ratio of veterans to civilians uh, in, in, you know, currently in the, in the workforce well, well i'll tell you as as far as that we have you know there there are there are a lot more i would say it's it's right about as far as in the workforce uh that that is uh something i will have to actually research but as far as for the organization for apex veteran staffing okay. we we staff currently we have right up uh 86 percent of our uh workforce is veterans well, okay. yeah, we okay. have eighty-six. Well, I think even more so since uh, you know the winding down of uh, of uh, our presence in Iraq and all that over the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, uh, you're probably yes. being, you know, inundated yes. with opportunities there yes. to fill jobs in Atlanta. Yes. Do you go outside of the Atlanta area? Do you yes. feel, find yourself uh, breaching out and finding opportunities for veterans in outside of Atlanta as well? Yes, as a matter of fact, outside of the state altogether. We've uh, we currently have people working Kentucky right now. We have uh, had people work in Waltham, Massachusetts. We had in New York. So we branch, as a matter of fact, I've just gotten a, um, a contract to work for some uh, uh, people in Florida. So they come from all over. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do staff all over uh, the country for veterans. Okay, excellent, yes. excellent. Brian Herbert with the Apex Staffing, Veteran Staffing here in, uh, in Atlanta. And you're located in Duluth. We, we are in Duluth, okay. about five minutes from this studio. Great. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So uh, what does the future look like for your organization, Brian? Well, it's, it's looking very bright. It's looking very bright. Uh, and, and for both, not only Apex Veteran Staffing, but also Veterans to Civilians to Entrepreneurship. Uh, because it's a lot of uh, veterans, or I would say a lot of individuals out there that needs to uh that would like to start their own business but don't know where to start they need a starting point and even when you do start it need to understand okay how do i go about getting some of these contracts what do i need to do to go go about getting uh you know uh, get have my business going the way you would like it to be running mm -hmm. 
Well, you certainly have a, a dynamic website. You've got the red, white, and blue all over it. <laughs> if you don't, uh, if you don't feel uh, like helping a veteran after you look at your website, I think uh, you might as well look in the mirror, well, thank figure you. out why thank you're you. not interested in uh, helping these guys. And you got some thank great you. quotes out there, I will yeah. say as thank well. You. The quote there from Martin Luther King and John Kennedy. Yes. Those are excellent quotes. I uh, would encourage everyone to go to go to your website and uh, and look at those quotes and think about uh, the future. Yes, and, thank and, you. And uh, that's excellent. Uh, tell you. our listeners what they how they can reach out to you and your organization to find out a little bit more about you and uh, to get engaged and uh, and certainly the veterans out there to give you a call and uh, get started. Okay, our uh, phone number, the office number is seven seven zero four nine five. Vets. That is eight three eight seven. So it's seven seven zero four nine five eight three eight seven. Our office is located at thirty three twenty five Duluth Highway, Suite one zero three, and that's Duluth, Georgia. And our website is www.aveteranstaffing.com. Great, Brian. Thank you very much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Excellent, excellent. Okay, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services. Our next guest today is with uh, A-S-H, Ash Sedit, LLC. <laughs> okay, Ash, you've got a lot of background in uh, communications, radio, uh, you name it, uh, social light. You're a social light. <laughs> Ash Brown, tell us about Ash Sedit and... Uh, Ash said it. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It is a pleasure to be here with uh, other entrepreneurs. And Ash said it LLC came into play May of last year. And it really came out of a place where I briefly was in the military. I was in the Army Reserve. And I went off to basic training on December the 30th. And on the 31st, my mom passed away. So I didn't actually finish basic training. And because I didn't finish, I came back home. I came and was taking care of some house cleaning stuff and just really taking care of family and things. And I didn't have anything for myself. And I ended up going back and helping other people with their companies. And they knew about my marketing background. I knew about my degrees and everything. Mm -hmm. And I ended up helping a whole bunch of other people. And it came to a point where everyone was taking Everyone was taking from me. Everybody was getting things out of me. And I came to a point where I just stood up and I was like, I don't have anything for myself. I'm not doing anything for me. I'm doing anything for everybody else, but I don't have anything for myself. So I pulled away from a lot of the negative people and situations that I was encountering. And Ash said it kind of came into itself. I was like, okay, I sat and I thought for probably weeks on end, what is it that I do best? What can I do? Um, what are some of my talents? And I was like, well, speaking, talking. My background is in radio, radio production. And I had a couple of friends that had a couple of radio stations here in Atlanta. And I came on and I was kind of a guest for them. And one thing led to another and people started hiring me on to emcee their events. Uh, I trained and got my certification to become a wedding officiant. I started doing weddings around Atlanta. Um, Last year, I went and did the Wounded Warriors Project in Colleen, Texas. So opportunities have really opened up and it really stemmed from me taking a step back and believing in myself versus believing in everyone else's vision for me. And so Ash said it came to be from that. Wow, that's quite a <laughs> that's quite a story. I mean, you know, that that's amazing. I mean, that's really it's a lot how things happen. It is. Us, when you're not you know, they said life is what happens when you're making plans. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. excellent. Excellent. Well, you gave it a heads up. Uh, I, I apologize. 
applaud you for that. Uh, I really like your uh, your your tag. I guess it's a tag. Uh, you know, a full service public speaking boutique. Yes, I Is saw that. that. that? Yeah, well, that really, I always that try to it. find a niche for myself. Yeah. And I've never heard anybody say anything about a public speaking boutique. Ooh, what is that? So if I create something and I say, hey, it's a public speaking boutique. We can do your fashion shows. We can do your empowerment brunches. We can do whatever you need us to do. I can tailor it for your event. A red carpet. A red carpet. A red carpet event. event. I can do that. So um, <laughs> have you always had an interest in world entertainment? You know, in- Really? I think so. I think a lot of my interest came, uh, I was about 18 years old when I started modeling and acting. So that's where a lot of my background, I was really interested in it at that time. But like most things, if it's not a passion of yours, you soon burn out on it. Oh, it's okay. not, you know, you lose interest in it. And so radio came into play a lot when um, when I was in school. I mm-hmm. went to Columbus State University. And at that time, they were known as, uh, well, we're not going to say that. Columbus? Columbus State University okay. and Columbus GA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got my BA in communications out there. Ah, excellent. And I had a, um, I was a production assistant for about four years out there. And I learned all aspects of radio production, management, producing, editing spots to a T. Had my demo. I was so excited. I graduated 2006. I was like, yes, I'm going to go back to Atlanta. I'm going to get a job with those big stations. Everything's going to be great. And I came to Atlanta and they were not feeling me. Atlanta did not show any love whatsoever. They didn't care about my resume. They didn't want to hear my demo. They didn't care. And so I faxed my resume literally about three to four months straight to all the major stations in Atlanta. Faxed my resume. I was mailing out demos. I don't even want to think about how much money I spent on mailing that stuff, you guys, because it was a lot of stuff. (laughs) But um, I finally got in contact with the program director with one of the big stations here in Atlanta. And I will never forget what he said. He said, no. (laughs) He said, no. He said, he said, no. He said, you know what? You're coming from Columbus. Columbus is a small market. You're not going to be able to balance out Atlanta. Atlanta's a completely different beast. And I remember just being really crushed. But in that moment, um, you know, I went and just got a regular nine to five and I was miserable, didn't love it. I did some online stuff, which it kind of helped me keep my skills up. Mm-hmm. And it helped a lot with me branding myself. Um, I had the Ash said it, um, excuse me, the Ash Beasy, uh, live with Ash Beasy podcast yeah, Ash show. Beasy. That's, what's that, a nickname? Or, <laughs> that was a nickname uh, that I... How did I, that come about? I, a friend of mine, she was like, well, you know, you got to jazz up your name. You can't just be Ash Brown on the radio. You got to come up. Yeah, so she's like, why don't you call yourself Ash Beasy? That's fun. That's like something it. new. I like it. So it I used that, <laughs> used that for, for some years and it was a lot of fun and I love the podcast and I still get downloads to this day, which is awesome. And from that... Um, I started to kind of transition with different gigs, different jobs. And there was a point where I want to say maybe 2010, I was working a state job and I hated it also. And so I quit it and I was like, you know, I'm taking care of family, take care of home. And I didn't have anything for myself. Mm-hmm. So in late 2013, that's when I really wanted to do the army thing. Cause I was like, you know what? This is a challenge for me. This is something that I've always wanted to do to serve my country. Mm-hmm. And this was a perfect opportunity for me. Why not? Why not do it? Mm-hmm. So I dropped 97 pounds. I trained daily. I learned all of the jargon, all of the history of what I was jumping myself into, and I went off to basic training. And um, a lot of people will ask, oh, well, you know, you know, you knew your mom was sick and, you know, things of that nature when you were leaving. Would you ever, um, do you regret going off to the Army? And I have to say no. 
Uh, my mom was very much my backbone with everything. She was my biggest supporter in life. Mm-hmm. And she would have wanted me to go and follow my dream and follow my heart. Okay. And even though she was going through um, so much at that time, I knew that this was my time to to finally take that step out, take that leap out on faith. Okay. And I knew that I had her blessing in it. But um, All right. Yeah. All right. That's touching. Touching. <laughs> Ash Brown, CEO of Ash Ash. Said it, A-S-H, said it. Said it. <laughs> and uh, that's great. So let's focus on uh, where the company's going and, yeah. uh, you know, because you, you are multifaceted. I am And when you look at your site, you know, you're covering a lot of ground there. I okay? am covering so, a lot um, of stuff. How can people focus on, you know, what you're about, uh, come, you know, going forward? Gosh, going forward, you guys can always check out ashsaidit.com, ashsaidit.com. I've got an event coming up March of 26, 2016. It's called the Natural 101 Event. And basically, it's an event where... Men, women, everyone is invited <laughs> to come out to this event where we're having a lot of local vendors that have natural products, hair products, skin mm-hmm. products, and we're all gathering together and we're going to celebrate hair, hair in general. If you process your hair, if your hair is natural, whatever the case is, this is the hair edition of it. And it's actually going to be in Lawrenceville, GA. It's off of Old Norcross Road. It's a brand new lashes boutique that's out there. I'm trying to think of the, the address and I can't think of it right now, but you go on ashhead.com, you can see the poster on there and you can RSVP. It's a free event. It's free to the public. It is March 26, 2016. Also, I am the entertainment coordinator for Relay for Life. Gwinnett Relay that goes on every year in Lawrenceville, GA at the Gwinnett Fairgrounds. It is the largest Relay for Life event in the world. What is Relay for Life? Relay for Life is an event where we celebrate cancer survivors, Ah. people that are going through cancer, and this is a day for them to celebrate, to have a great time. It's a 12-hour plus event, you guys. All right, so it's an overnight event. And last year they had over like 9,000 people that came through in support of cancer, cancer research. All the proceeds go to the American Cancer Society. And it's an amazing event. So if you guys want to come out or if you want to volunteer, you can email me info at ashsetit.com. That is info at ashsetit.com. Or you can go to relayforlife.org backslash Gwinnett GA. And you can get involved with us. It's going to be a great event that is May the 13th, 2016. Starts at about 6 p.m., ends at about 7 a.m. Mm. It's going to be fun. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of energy <laughs> and you've got a great story. Uh, uh, if you could look back on your what you've accomplished so far and, and, and kind of share that or think about how you would uh, you know do it better, different, or, or just uh, help somebody else that may be in this same boat, you know, yeah. what would you advise people? Uh, starting a career like you to start a career um you definitely have to have thick skin mm-hmm. that's a that's a big part mm-hmm. of it you gotta have you've very, taken the nose very <laughs> you've taken the nose we know that that's you gotta be tough you man. you you gotta be tough uh you have to believe in yourself and i think that um this company i could have started it five years ago i could have started it 10 years ago mm-hmm. but i don't think that i was in the right place in my life to really delve into um, such a such a feat, such a, a venture in life. So, so timing you, is part. Timing of it. is a big part of mm-hmm. it as well. I think mm-hmm. so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all my experience really paved into it, but I think timing was a big part of it. And believing in yourself, um, capturing that dream, and not listening to anyone else because people are always going to have an opinion. Okay, all right. <laughs> and where is Ash going uh, in the Ash set it going in the next five years? Ash said it is skyrocketing. Yes, we're vision? skyrocketing. We're 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 all over the globe. 
Okay. I, I can't even, I, I can't tell you one specific thing in, in particular, but I know that it is going to take over. It can, it can, it can turn on a dime. It's, can it's it? definitely. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Any parting uh, comments or words for, uh, you know, how to reach out to you? And yeah. I guess your um, website is, is. Yeah. The website is, is key. Um, ashsaidit.com. Ashsaidit.com. You can also call us 1-800-274-4936. Or I'm on all social platforms at One Love Ash. That's the number one, Love Ash. And whatever your dream is, I tell these people all the all the time on my podcast show, whatever your dream is, follow your heart. Don't listen to anyone else. Anyone to tell you that you can't do it, you turn around and tell them, don't believe me, just watch. Watch what I do. Watch me make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage all young uh, women who are Absolutely. business leaders in Atlanta to reach out and find out a little yeah. bit about you because uh, you are definitely doing a lot for women's uh, business movement in Atlanta. Thank you. That's great. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having Ash. me. Excellent. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud brought to you by CDI Managed Services. And uh, we've got our next guest uh, sitting here chomping at the bit from Summit Systems. Um, we've got Tim Gorsuch. Did I Hi, say good that morning. right, Yes, Tim? thank you. Yes, okay, that's right. Great. Yeah, that's... That's right, a good Tim. pass. I've I've heard that name chopped up quite a bit, <laughs> sometimes by my competitors on purpose. But <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not running for politics, they won't. I would never do that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, tell yeah. us about Summit Systems. Well, you were a multifaceted, you know, technology conglomerate. You know, a small one. You know, um, there's a couple of different um, uh, commercial to commercial uh, technologies that that we provide under one roof. Uh, the first and foremost is our audiovisual systems group. So much like the gear you see in the studio, yeah. you know, we provide uh, some small broadcast projects and stuff like that. It's not our niche, but we do. Do you build studios or just provide we, it, uh, Studios is not our niche, but okay. we, we do have a member on staff that does have some background in that, uh, that is allowing us to kind of play in that niche a little bit. We're very cautious in that though, because it, it is a very specialized. Where our, our two largest uh, offerings in our audiovisual group is in our, is a, providing technology to education mm-hmm. uh, in the classroom, both higher, higher ed and, and K-12. And then we do a lot of uh, commercial and military and government applications, courtroom audio systems, and you have you know training systems for Fort Bragg that we're doing right now, for instance. Oh, excellent. We have a structured cabling group, which my business founder, uh, business partner founded the practice on uh, 19 years ago this month, actually on February 1st. And uh, inside that, we have our power systems group. We have a building access control and security group. We have our lighting and LED energy practice. We have a IP communications group, which does network infrastructure and IP telephony. Huh, okay. So all, the strat- log- all logical. Well, 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 it is. I mean, the strategy behind uh, these somewhat seemingly disconnected technologies silos. <laughs> uh, underneath one roof is to be able to provide our customers with a true interconnected system. You yeah. Um, Audio visual is constantly, uh, you know, connecting to the IP network. Uh, IP telephony definitely rides on the IP network mm-hmm. and lighting control systems right on the IP network. And, you know, they all require cabling. They all require power. And, uh, you know, having a company that does this and embraces a decentralized strategy for managing these these six disciplines gives us the opportunity to ride on six different businesses, you know, financially. So that's that's kind of nice. It gives us a little bit of a weather shield there uh, during bad times, but, you know, also allows us to go into a, a customer and, you know, you may pick to, to you know, opt to purchase uh, and have us design one of several, you know, of these technologies but being that we do it under one roof with Summit employees means that we can make these technologies uh, interconnect and operate together as they should, instead of having to deal with multiple integrators or contractors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tim Gorsick with uh, Summit Systems out in uh, 
Buford? Buford, yeah, okay. our worldwide headquarters. Headquarters, Buford, Georgia, Buford? we like to okay. say. Yeah. But you have a wider footprint, right? We do. Um, we um, we have had some key, you know, commercial customers actually take us internationally around the world to deploy data centers. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- this year, we uh, part of our growth strategy is to diversify ourselves geographically, and we're starting that from a position of strength. Our largest position of strength is our audiovisual systems group, mm-hmm. uh, primarily in our our K twelve offering. And it's one of the brightest spots in our company, too. Um, you know, I get out and I, I visit a lot of our school systems and I, I work with them directly. And um, it's, it's one of the most personally rewarding parts of our business is to watch the children interact with the technology you've provided. And knowing that you're moving uh, grade levels, you're assisting with instructors and school systems to move attention and retention rates. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty dear to our hearts. You know, we're pretty passionate about that part of our business, as, as we are all of them. But that one. Th- that one has a special place in our hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did did you have a special place before you got into that, or did you just sort of uh, acquire it as you as you did more business in that realm? Well, no, I I joined Summit Systems in two thousand seven as an owner, and um, I brought the audiovisual systems group there with the assistance of some former employees. Um, okay that uh, saw fit to come back to work for me <laughs> on a crazy crusade <laughs> of taking on the big giants, you know, in the industry. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got uh, 10, 11 years of great experience. Summit does in that. I was uh, part of a, a much larger organization in my prior life as a regional vice president, um, you know, in the audiovisual space as well. Okay. So. Okay. Okay, great. So uh, what kind of staff do you have? It's uh, pretty diverse, I'm sure. It, it, it is. Again, you know, each of our disciplines is decentralized, so they manage themselves on a daily basis. They're responsible for the individual profitability, and, you know, the whole idea is to keep the decision-making very, very close to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not an armchair manager. I get up and I, I walk around the building and say good morning to everyone, and, you know, I'm down in the trenches with them, helping them work on whatever they need, and I'm out visiting customers and, you know, doing whatever I have to do as part of the support staff. Yeah. Um, but um, we, uh, today, the numbers on my desk this morning uh, from Human Resources was 154 employees. Uh, we just opened operations in South Carolina to cover the Carolinas and also um, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale region down there as well. And we'll be bringing on South Georgia here um, very soon with um, dedicated feet on the street. We also have an operation in Savannah. I hate to tell you, Tim, but uh, that's not a mom and pop. It, it's not a mom and pop you started yeah. out saying yeah. how small you yeah. are, but uh, that, that's yeah. a, I look at payroll every two weeks. I can assure story. you it's not mom and pop. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of the major reasons for your success, do you think? Well, you know, and I, I think everybody here at the table can certainly agree. There's a big difference between wanting to do something and having determination to do something. Um, we talked a little bit uh, with our last speaker about, you know, failures. And none of us at this table are afraid to fail at something. Mm-hmm. We'll get up and we'll try again. You know, and I, I like to use an analogy with all my managers and all my people. It's, you know, I encourage them to experiment, make mistakes, you know, think about how you struck out, correct your swing, get back up and swing at the ball again. You know, if, if we're not making a certain number of mistakes, then we're not, we're not trying hard enough. Wow. So, and we make our fair share. Well, that's, in, in good faith and honesty, we make our good, uh, we, we make our fair share. Yeah. Do you see, actually, I, I, a little different kind of question, but do you do you see uh, because you provide the the services you do to um, uh, K twelve you know uh, environments? Uh, has it changed a lot? Is education changing a lot? What it it has. It, it's changed tremendously. I remember back in the early days of uh, inter interactive boards um, in, yeah. into K twelve, and uh, it has it has changed the learning environments dr- drastically. But to, in today's technology, we don't really have a choice. Um, I don't know if anybody here has children, but I have a. I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old, mm-hmm. and the way that these two boys communicate is on their phones and on their computers and on their iPads and everything else. And so to take a child 
at any age, and I know that some of you have very young children, um, to take a child that that's their whole world when they're at home and to sit them in front of a chalkboard or a dry erase board without, without any, any type of electronics whatsoever, it's already a challenge to keep their attention in the classroom and, the, and, and for our good educators to retain them through you know, high school graduation. And so these type of tools are, it, it's for the most part a, a requirement in the classroom, oh, okay. the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. You so, provide those boards? We do. We, we actually provided several different technologies um, mm-hmm. you know, into the classroom. And each, each um, education district or education system really has their own way of approaching technology in the classroom, which I think is great because it's a big experiment platform out there in the market. And, um, you know, we, we have the benefit of sharing with Gwinnett, what Fulton's doing and sharing what Hall's doing with, you know, Clark County and, you know, kind of mixing it up with our customers and helping them develop their approach into the, uh, in the education technology market. And there's no right or wrong way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Good, yeah. good insight. I uh, appreciate that. So, uh, Tim, what, uh, What's the company look like coming down the road for next five years or, or 10 years even if you've got that kind of vision? Sure, yeah. So we, um, you know, we're in a place right now where we're able to, um, to take what we do and do well and expand that out you know, to the neighboring states, which is- Just duplicate it? Yeah, basically, which is what we mentioned before. Now, our, our operating you know, process is a little bit different than our manufacturers. I think we all agree to compete. You've got to be different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means just, you know, uh, leaning into the projects and, you know, making sure that, you know, you're looking better than your competitors are. But, you know, we have some operational methodologies, too, that makes us very unique and actually goes against the grain in some of our um, in, in some of our markets. And so the idea is to take what we do well and where we've proven ourselves and stamp that out into other geographies. You know, at some point, you know, Georgia is our backyard, but at some point you've got to you've got to grow outside of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Summit System certainly is uh, on the map and uh, things are happening and you've got the vision and you've got the established uh, business. Uh, it's great. Uh, what do you like most about uh, what you guys do? Well, you know, it's it's funny, you know, after uh, after so many years of enduring the stress of growing a business with a business partner and, you know, all the risk that's involved in that, um, you know, I still get up every morning and look forward to coming to work. Um, I, I, you know, I can't wait. You know, Monday is just as exciting to me as Friday. <laughs> you know, as, as some people would say, but, um, um, you know, uh, the folks that I, that I work with, you know, they, uh, you know, they're very passionate about what we do. Uh, they love to win, you know, love so them. forth and so on. And so it just makes for an exciting culture, you know, in the yeah. business. So, yeah, great, great. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing that. Tell our listeners how they can reach out to the summit systems and, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, visit our website, www sumsys.com call our main number and please buy something from us this morning (laughs) well you've got a lot of offerings that's for sure (laughs) we've got a few we can help you with that's for sure Uh, great thank you tim hey uh, you've been listening to silver lining in the cloud brought to you by cdi managed services uh we're next going to talk to uh, mutual engineering and their uh head of mutual engineering richard price rice 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 sorry rich richard or rich richard's fine richard Rice. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. bet. Forensic engineer. That's an interesting. Tell us about the mutual engineering and forensic engineering and how, uh, what you guys do and how you got it going. Well, the the way I got into forensic engineering, uh, some buddies of mine were working for this company where they were working on uh, collapsed buildings and car wrecks and things like that. And I was a traditional engineer at the time. 
And I just thought they had the coolest jobs in the world. And then the March of 93 uh, snowstorm came and uh, there were chicken houses laid waste all over North Georgia and they, need a civil, they needed a civil structural engineer. Mm-hmm. So I hired on with them and uh, have been a forensic engineer ever since. Wow, it's a, it's an interesting term, isn't it? Forensic well, they're a forensic a com- forensic pathologists. They look at failed, you know, uh, sure. human bodies. Organs. Well, yeah. forensic engineers, we look at failed engineered systems. And I'm a civil structural engineer, and those are the kind of things I look at. Okay, and you guys are located in Morrow? Morrow McDonough. That's that's where our mail south, comes. The yeah. southern uh, south side. Yes, south sir. side. Mm-hmm. South side. Yeah, great. Okay, so uh, and you know what what kind of clients do uh, do you have for for forensic engineering? Well, primarily legal, insurance, and uh, folks in the construction industry. I do a lot of uh, insurance claims work and uh, do a lot of legal work as well, both uh, plaintiff and defense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... uh, So, um, and then do you guys... Do you go end-to-end with it in terms of, you know... What does that mean? Well, that would mean something like identifying uh, the problem and then uh, solving the problem, you know, fixing the problem. Oh, sure, sure. In many cases, I'll... Projects. Well, the insurance client, they'll say, you know, what caused this retaining wall to fail? And afterwards, they'll say, well, how do we fix it? So I'll I'll take it all the way to the end, as you say. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. All right, Rich, well, uh, how long has the company been around? Well, I initially started uh, as a forensic engineer in 93. The company's been around since 97. And uh, starting in 2012, I went to work for the man for three years Mm -hmm. and uh, recently started uh, my company back up about nine months ago. Started, you know, just kept mutual engineering. Okay. And you're a member of the, there's actually an association or organization called the National Academy of Forensic Engineers? Yes, sir. That's a very important organization to me. How has it helped you? Well, it allows me to be a board certified forensic engineer. Well, a lot of folks, they come out and and engineers naturally love to solve problems. I think a lot of us at the table know that. And, uh, but what makes it difficult is when uh, a case or a situation, there's a deposition and goes to court and Uh, A lot of engineers have a hard time there, and the things I've learned through the uh, National Academy of Forensic Engineers has allowed me to be a better forensic engineer. Mm -hmm. Is there, uh, is that a lengthy process to get into, to get certified, or is it, you know? No, not really, except that uh, you need to uh, get a bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. in uh, engineering, and then get it. Oh, yeah, there's four years there. And then your internship after that till Uh you become a a licensed engineer, Uh and then uh, you work, I would suggest working in industry. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then as a, uh, as a, just at the member level of uh, the National Academy of Forensic Engineers, you have to have a certain number of depositions, certain number of cases. And oh, there's important. a lot to it. Right. Yeah. It's not just a dues-paying organization. You oh, have okay. to have some experience. So it really does mean something. That's, it that's does. Great. It does. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, uh, Rich, uh, what uh, would you say, you know, are the advantages and disadvantages of uh, doing business for yourself? Well, I... I started, like I said, I started my business back in 97 and in 2012, there was three years I went, uh, I was working uh, for someone else and the advantages of working for someone else is the, uh, the marketing, uh, pot of money that they sent me all over the world, uh, to, uh, to market services. And so you got to travel? A lot? Oh, travel a lot. And, and I, I found that I travel well. Um, I love my, uh, Delta status. I love that. <laughs> since I've started, yeah, everyone at the table is laughing. Everyone goes, oh yeah. And <laughs> To be able to get in uh, before everyone else is always nice. But since starting to work for myself, I'm losing my Delta status, so uh, yeah. I have to call them about that. But but seriously, um, working for yourself, I love and 
I guess the best analogy, I love going out and hunting my own meat and killing it and bringing it home. And that, that, that's very satisfying, <laughs> working for yourself. It really is. Yeah. When you're working for someone else, you go out and you might hunt, you know, you'll go out hunting, but you have to uh, give the, uh, the kill to someone else, so to speak. Do you and, appreciate uh, it more? I do. I do. And um, mm -hmm. now there are disadvantages, you know, of all the paper, paperwork you have to fill out, uh, the governmental paper taxes and what have you and insurance. That's always a drag when you're working for yourself. But well, that's just just part of the beast. That's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Tim uh, Richard Rice. Yes, he's, sir. Uh, mm -hmm. he's the head of uh, mutual engineering and uh, we're, we're talking about forensic engineering. So uh, what would you how, would you encourage young engineers to get into the forensic uh, aspect of it? Oh, or, definitely. Definitely. And why? Well, um, it really depends on your nature. I was a music major before I was a um, an engineering major and, you know, performance and, and being out there and, 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 huh. and uh, you know, teaching and what have you and, and explaining things to people is just part of my nature. You know, I guess from, from the early days of being a uh, performance major, a music performance major. But, uh, but if you find that in your blood, you're being a forensic engineer is a great outlet for that. I would definitely, once you hit, get your degree, go out and do your internship. You know, have to work for another PE for a while. And work in industry as a, you know, the, the, the normal way. And then later on, uh, you'll have your credentials, so to speak, to to be an expert witness. The personality trait is uh, what I'm. It helps. Yeah. It helps. It helps. I've I've always enjoyed uh, speaking. Uh, I always said my my father he could sell ice at the North Pole, and I hope I I got a piece of that. So <laughs> sounds like you. <laughs> sounds like you've got a yeah you've got enough uh, information to in background and experience to you, you could have written a book. Well, it turns out that I have. What a segue! Thank you, you very you much. Did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Well, uh, to be made whole again. Um, basically, wow. the, the closest Great genre. Great title. Thank you. The, the closest genre is a legal thriller. Um, it's based on a lot of cases, but primarily a case I worked on 20 years ago in the low country of South Carolina, where a doctor was made a, a quadriplegic uh, because of a defective road. And in, in the story, I talk about, uh, you know, plaintiff's attorneys and defense attorneys. You know, I've worked for both. And so I try to be fair to both in my book. But uh, there's some um, there's some insurance adjusters that are, you know, talked about in my book. And uh, I love you guys. And the one you read about in the book is, a, is an exception, I promise. Mm -hmm. But um, but, you know, it ends well. I hope everyone finds that it ends well. I talk about uh, experts on the other side that were less than credible. And, um, and how I was able to remove them from the case. I won't uh, give that away, but that was, that's a pretty interesting part, I'm told. It's a little inside baseball. I've had engineers read it and had, had uh, folks that, who never uh, you know, knew anything about what I did. Uh, you know, thought it was a little inside baseball, but, uh, but a lot of folks, they do like it. Oh, absolutely. I can see that that would be very interesting. How thick is this book? Oh, it's a good weekend read. That weekend read? It's Fairly a good, quick read. Huh? Right. Yeah, it's a novel. I mean, I, I learned what the different, you know, short stories, this many words, a novelette, a novel, a novel, or so many words each. Yeah. But it's a more like a, a, a novel, uh -huh. a good weekend read. Oh, great, great. Mm -hmm. How long has the book been out and how, do, how can you get it? It's a little over, been out a little over a year. Um, it's on Amazon.com and, uh, or you can, you know, email me or go to my website. So download and, it. And, and, well, no, no, just contact me oh, and uh, okay. I'll, uh, you know, you can buy it directly from me and I'll, and I'll sign it for you or okay. you can buy it from Amazon.com to be made whole again. Oh, excellent. To be made whole again. Contact Richard Rice. Richard, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you to get help with forensic engineering and uh, or 
get your book. Sure. My email address is uh, pretty simple, mutual at bellsouth.net. And my email address, I'm sorry, my uh, webpage address is uh, mutualengineering.com. Okay. Thank you, Richard. Thank, thank you. you all. That's great. Thank you, uh, sir. Thank you all for uh, listening, uh, for being involved in, in the show. Um, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders and we talk business to business. Um, if you want to thank our guests today, uh, Brian Herbert, Ash Brown, Tim Gorsick, and Richard Rice. We appreciate all of you for what you do and what you bring to the business community and the economy here on our local level. I'm Dom Rainey, and it's been a pleasure to be a spon- to be uh, uh, the host of the show. And um, when it comes to outsource IT support, infrastructure support, and cloud cl- solutions, please contact CDI Managed Services. And to listen to this show and other future shows, when it co- just contact uh, silverlining.businessradiox.com. <laughs> <laughs>